What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, where fashion meets technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, more than ever, consumers are demanding transparency from the brands they do business with. On the heels of Fashion Revolution Week, where thousands across the world asked, who made my clothes? We're asking a similar question. What exactly is inside the beauty and cosmetics products many of us use on our skin every day? It's a simple question with a not-so-simple answer, since a lot of the time, product labels speak a language of their own. It's the question that prompted my guest today, Canadian entrepreneur Lily Teese, to develop an app called Think Dirty. In short, Think Dirty allows consumers to scan any cosmetics product with their mobile phone to learn about what's inside it. The app rates products based on their ingredients to ensure consumers are more informed about what's going into their shopping carts and ultimately on their bodies. Our conversation touches on the deceptiveness of marketing when it comes to product labels, the business side of monetizing a beauty app, and the complications of balancing community building and brand partnerships all while maintaining the credibility of your brand. It's a fascinating conversation on transparency and the ever-connected consumer, and it starts right now. So Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So for those who don't know you, who are you and what is Think Dirty? My name is Lily. I'm the founder and CEO of Think Dirty. Think Dirty is the easiest way to learn about ingredients in your beauty and personal care products with one simple product scan. And it's very easy to use. It's a mobile app and it's already available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. So as we read on your website, the app was actually inspired by a YouTube video called The Story of Cosmetics. Can you talk about this video a little bit and how it inspired your app? Absolutely. So this video is done by a lady. Her name is Annie Leonard. She created a series of very simple video that talk about the origin, how certain environmental issue. So one of the previous one is about recycling. For this particular one, Story of Cosmetic is only seven minutes long. But it, in a very simple layman term, it describes the issue of the cosmetic industry not very regulated. There's a lot of chemical has not been tested and there's no marketing, uh, market pre-approval before entered to the marketplace. And after I watched that video, at that time it was about 2010. I just got an epiphany about myself that I really, I mean, the only thing I read is beauty magazine, you know, like you, read reviews and you went the last time you actually look at the box of the ingredients panel and you might took a look but the moment you find those tons of chemical term you don't understand you kind of just kind of forget about it so that video basically because the way how simple her storytelling method is it just kind of you know inspired me is there a simple way for a user to learn about that so again around that time is you know I guess we're talking about 2010. So I think smartphone was just kind of becoming a thing. So I was thinking like maybe there's a way to do a mobile app and that would have a similar way how she explains something so so simple to user. So that's kind of what got me thinking about the app. 
Yeah. And my partner actually told me about your app because a couple of years ago, he did like a lifestyle cleanse. And he says, I love Think Dirty because I found it. And it was an easy way, exactly what you're saying, for me to understand which products are good for me and which ones aren't and to eliminate the ones that aren't. And so how has your community grown over time? Do you have numbers that you want to share yeah, on absolutely. the size of your community? Sure, absolutely. I still remember the night when I started the Facebook page. And, you know, obviously, the first now you create your Facebook page, you literally just get, I don't know, like 50 likes from, you know, your friends and family. I think in two weeks, we got about 700 fans on the Facebook page. But to date, on our Instagram, we have about 72,000 and Facebook, we have about 25,000. So combination social media, we have all over 100,000 followers. And for the app, like we have over a million registered user, which is amazing. So definitely the community grown over the time, like, you know, exponentially. And that aligned with the trend, exactly what you said earlier about your partner. It's just so much more awareness about this, right? Which is an amazing sign and good thing for us. And so walk us through the experience of using the app for the first time if someone's never downloaded it before. They go to the app store, Google Play, put in Think Dirty, and then what happens from there? Sure. So you can open the app and we have a really big button called scan product and you just tap it and then you point it to the barcode and quickly will pull up the listing of the product. And in a very simple user-friendly way, you can see the rating in your top right corner is rated from zero to cleanest to 10 to dirtiest on a dirty meter. And right there also you can see the ingredients tab. In the ingredients tab, we rate every single ingredients of that product. And when you tap each ingredient's name, we outline every single alias name of that chemical, as well as how it's being used, as well as the health impact. Also, we also list all the scientific study associated with that particular ingredients. And if you want to read further study, you can just tap open those links easily. Now, if that product is rated dirty, we also offer alternative in the owl picks section. So all those products there is rated better than the product that are not very clean. So in that way, you can just tap the shop button on the top right and you can buy directly from the company or third party website. Yeah, I think what surprised me the most when I opened the app was there wasn't this huge sign-in process where I had to give away all this information. It was very straightforward, just start scanning your products. The second thing that surprised me was how many products I use every day that registered as dirty, even ones that are marketed as organic or eco-friendly. So what kind of toxins and other harmful ingredients are going inside the products people use every day? And do you find that most people have this experience of kind of shock when they when they scan their products. So some of the ingredients, I think the most kind of surprising is the word fragrance. It's very innocent and a lot of companies like to use it and obviously create a very like, uh, you know, first impression, the scent, give a lasting memory of the product. The only challenge is the word fragrance. Once you use that word, a lot of kind of masking ingredient could be high under that word. And previously, there's a few nonprofit groups that some testing and show that the word fragrance could potentially contain, you know, a few hundreds chemicals in there. A lot of them are allergens. So the simple word fragrance, sometimes it could be very misleading. The other type of ingredient which 
thankfully, over the past few years, we've seen the company have slowly phasing them out, right? For example, triclosan has been like a big thing in all the antibacterial soap since been regarded not safe. So slowly, company has been phasing that out, which is great. I mean, paraben also a lot of them already phasing out. And sulfate as well, we see a lot of companies slowly phasing out. And to your point, the word natural, sometimes they use a lot. Unfortunately, there's simply no legal definition what the word natural means. The FDA have declined to actually define the term. So on that note, however, the word organic in Canada, there are some guidelines. So there are specific requirements, I think, has to be 70% about of the ingredients organic to claim the word organic. So those are a few things that I think is pretty common. Like people might think that, oh, it's not a big deal. But in fact, you know, it's not as harmless as you think. Yeah, I think one of the words that came up for me was retinol. And I had no idea that retinol was bad for you. Yeah, definitely not recommended if you are pregnant. Yeah, for, for some reason. And also, you can only use limited dosage under very restricted condition. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that not many people are aware of that as well. Yeah, so it's certainly a, a learning curve for a lot of people. Thank you so much for explaining how the app works. And I'm sure that listeners are going to run out and download the app if they haven't already and scan everything in their closet, in their cabinets. So... Uh, right now, it's beauty and cosmetics, mm-hmm. uh, cosmetic products, household cleaners, and things like that. But if you scan an item and you notice that it's missing, you actually have the opportunity to add it as well, right? Correct. So can you talk about the kind of user-generated component to the community as well? Sure. So the way we allow product being entered to the database, uh, we definitely rely on user to submit the ingredients panel of the image to us and we prioritize entering to the database by seeing how popular that product being submitted so the more people submitted we will uh, expedite that product being entered in the database and also because company changed the formulation over the years if users see something not up to date we definitely appreciate that you know you let us know and then we'll 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 get your submission and then review and make sure the information are updated Yeah, knowledge is crowdsourced. That's great. Yes. So let's talk about the business side of Think Dirty then. How does Think Dirty make money? Sure. So we have three revenue stream. Revenue stream number one, we work with companies that genuinely believe our mission and they want to use the Think Dirty rating to really promote how transparent they are about the ingredients. And so those companies generally, they have a good sense how the product would be rated because that's how the principle they use to make the product. So we work with those. And so revenue stream number two, we also have affiliate marketing model. Uh, Any product you shop for your third party, we earn an affiliate commission. And revenue stream number three, we have a created monthly beauty box and we sell all the product that has been fed by us that they don't contain anything rated dirty. So that's the kind of three way that we, we generate our revenue. Yeah, that's really interesting. I was looking at the beauty box and I thought, you know, if you wanted to kind of outsource the the pain of having to sort through all your products, you could just subscribe. And beauty boxes or subscription boxes in general is a really great recurring revenue model. So how do you, as you are seeking sponsors and partnerships, how do you maintain your integrity as a brand? Because I'm certain that lots of brands want to work with you mm-hmm. and have the money to work with you, but uh, not all of them are 
qualified according to the Think Dirty stamp of approval? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. We got asked about that a lot. So any company who interested to work with us have to gone through the initial review process to make sure their ingredients are rated a certain rating. And not until we confirm they're rated clean, then they are not considered a verified partner, right? So step number one, it has to be everything rated by us and has to be rated clean. So that in itself is a screening process that we ensure that uh, we are aligned. So to explain simply that way, sorry, how we work that way to our user is similar to how you think about Whole Food, for example. Whole Food have a list of uh, unacceptable ingredients and if you walk in the store they would never sell certain product because those products would contain that list of unacceptable ingredients so similar to us you know if a company rated anything dirty then simply they they won't be able to to be our verified brand partners yeah yeah, that's really great. It's really important too for the trust, right? Because people trust the Think Dirty logo when they see it. Absolutely. And so right now, as I mentioned, it's cosmetics, cleaning products, uh, beauty products. Would you ever consider extending the app beyond beauty and household products to clothing or food? Yeah, so that's also a very common question asked. I mean, long term the possibility definitely is there. The only challenge is uh, rating things like clothing and food. You know, it's a completely different set of chemicals and ingredients and criteria. So building out those, you know, database might take some time. And those two areas also, there's some competitor has started sooner already. So for now, we probably want to focus on anything topical, meaning not, you know, get in your body. And, and the, the potential on just that alone also, like, is really huge. So we're probably going to focus on uh, household and beauty uh, products for now. Yeah. And then you can carry your expertise in this area as yes, well. Absolutely. And so as I understand it, you have a personal link to cancer, and that's obviously shaped your work. Can you talk about some of the alliances Think Dirty has made over the years to help fight cancer? For sure. So when we first started the app, we were partnering with, at that time, they were called Breast Cancer Fund and a Campaign for Safe Cosmetic, which is what store of cosmetic, the original video for Campaign for Safe Cosmetic. Over the years, we also kind of do a lot of grassroots promotion during the Breast Cancer Awareness Month to shape the message beyond just kind of care about the cure of the, the cancer cure because the I find them the breast cancer awareness month they they focus a lot of what you you can do to kind of once you had the disease but there aren't too many like focus on the prevention factor right so so Ourself has been doing that and then um, some of the grassroots kind of charity join along and there is some talk in the talk that we would love to do something potentially with um, environmental defense. When it's come to certain regulation, we can kind of join effort to potentially spread the word about certain petition being signed. So there's some local effort that we're, we're in the works right now. That's amazing to think that you could parlay your users and your expertise into actual change mm-hmm. um, that would affect policy. And so what do you say to entrepreneurs then who think that profit must be at the expense of people and the planet? I know that this is kind of an old mentality, but it's amazing to see how many companies still run that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what I say to that too is... 
I mean, if you look at the, a lot of the the problems the world face now is sometimes company placing you know the external cost you know to people and the environment, right? So, if we genuinely want to continue living in the world based on let's say the capitalism ideology, we need to think about what is you know capitalism two point look like, right? So that's what I think about capitalism two point is really think about all the externality, you know, like. Uh, those profit earn at the expense of someone or the environment. If yes, can we when we create a product, can we consider that part as the solution? So, I mean, what I have to say to entrepreneur is think deeper. You know, what kind of legacy you want to create? You know, if definition of success to you is just make the most money at whatever expense, then obviously this philosophy will never apply to you. But as I observe the millennial generation or people have witnessed, you know, the financial crisis and whatnot, they, they generally have more of a sense of purpose. They generally want the world to be better. So if that is what you're thinking, then, you know, see if you can create a product, generally think about the three things, you know, make money at the same time, you know, just meaning purpose that giving back to the people and the planet. I think that's great. I love this idea of capitalism 2.0, especially in an environment where consumers are so informed, Mm -hmm. because there's nothing inherently wrong with capitalism, I don't believe, but it's when it's at the expense of others. Mm -hmm. And consumers are so informed because they have, you know, small computers in their hands. And um, they're using their buying power to influence. And that actually leads really nicely into my next question, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, as I've talked about, technology is obviously empowering consumers to know more than they ever did before. And so how do you think that this demand for transparency is impacting brands, especially in the beauty or cosmetic space? Well, the impact already happening in the way that, for example, when we first started the app, collecting data was a huge challenge because they simply don't even list the ingredients online, right? But right now, you see most of them do at least show the ingredient list online. And some of them would explain what they are in very limited capacity. In some cases, they are a little bit biased based on their own internal kind of team to interpret certain study. So you, you definitely see they are acting according to consumer demand. And I think it's a good thing, obviously, because then we all know what we're buying. And and that mentality also is good for women in general. I think obviously we use more beauty product than men. And and we spend a lot of money, right, on beauty products. And think about it, like we would read label on food and 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 there's no reason you don't do for beauty. So I think that the fact that companies are acknowledging women's help is an important factor and would accommodate that demand for transparency is a great thing. So overall, I guess... I think it's a very positive thing, you know, if if a little bit of effort from all of us would create a change. And like you said, you know, that show that it's also changing the paradigm, not a top down approach, like brands not dictating how, you know, the world might look like is it's kind of diverting the power back to us, like we could potentially change it. Yeah. And I'm noticing the campaigns that are around beauty brands in particular now, and they're championing if they're cruelty free, they're championing if they're paraben free, because I think maybe 10, 
20 years ago, if you said paraben free, people wouldn't really know what you were talking about, but now they do. And so it's affecting the branding and they're learning how to talk to their consumers because they know that those things are important to their consumers. Now, except I have to add though, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. Paraben free is like a big thing that they're removing. As a consumer, however, we might have to pay attention as now they're removing certain thing. Are they adding other things that might be the next kind of paraben? So that type of thing we also need to be vigilant about. So that's the reason why I think learning how to navigate the ingredient list is still better than blindly looking at the front and say, all oh, those free from claim, you know? Because I find that trend also especially interesting in like nail polish or something. You can see they would be like five free, seven free, 12 free. And then, which is great. You don't have certain thing, but you also really need to look at what actually in the bottle as well. So that's a really good point. I feel like I'm constantly learning around you. <laughs> So how can people follow Think Dirty and stay in touch? Sure. So we are on all show show network. So Twitter, we are the handle just at Think Dirty. And then uh, I think Instagram, we're the same at Think Dirty. And our website is thinkdirtyapp.com. And um, yeah, just follow us. And, you know, we will post our update, app update, product news about our Verify brand partner and any other relevant organic natural beauty news. That's so fantastic. We're going to put all the links up on Electric Runway so people can follow and stay in touch. And of course, download the app and start thinking about what is in their closets and in their cabinets. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No worries. My pleasure. That was my conversation with Lily Teese, the founder of Think Dirty, an app that helps consumers discover what's inside the products they use on their bodies every day. Check it out. You might be surprised at what you find. I know I certainly was. So to download the free app, visit electricrunway.com, click on the podcast section and find this episode's post. We'll have links to the app as well as more information about the subscription boxes Lily mentioned. That's where you'll also find all past and future episodes of the Electric Runway podcast. If you're already listening on your favorite podcasting app, we'd love if you could leave us a rating. It helps listeners like you discover content like ours. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Yeah.